Let's take a look at my keys to beating Ohio State again. Michigan, look, they're favored for the first time in five years, right? They went in as a one-loss team against a shaky Ohio State team that just struggled and won, you know, on kind of the last drive against Maryland the prior week. And what did Ohio State team do? They turn around and drop 62 points at home against the Michigan team. So, you know, I think Michigan fans the last couple days have been a little bit more down on this team than they really have the last three seasons in combined. And I think now is the time we're going to change that because I have got the keys to a Michigan victory against the Buckeyes three straight coming up on Saturday. If you would like that to happen, to beat Ohio State again, like the video if you'd like that to happen. It's pretty simple. Um, we'll do our preview of the entire game and maybe Wednesday or this week, and that'll be like the true don't jinx it. But let's just get the vibes going, right? Don't jinx it. Put the good vibes out there. Beat Ohio State again. Hit that like button. Victory is coming for this Michigan football team. Um, want to make sure that everyone knows, watch the end of the video, right? Every minute counts. Don't let a little Ohio State fan uh, put in more work on YouTube. Put in more work on content. you got to know everything about this game, everything about this week. So watch to the end of the video. I'll give a shout-out to all the people who watch this video towards the end of the show. My number one thing that needs to happen for Michigan to win is limit Travion Henderson, the Ohio State running back who had just an insane freshman year in 2021 but has really battled injuries the last season and a half. Um, and he missed uh, a few games this year, right? Had a three, four-game stretch where he wasn't playing. But the last four weeks, he has come back with a vengeance. Let's take a look at what he's done, right? <clears throat> 15 carries, 146 yards, a couple touchdowns on 10 yards per carry this past weekend against Minnesota. At home the week prior, didn't really play after halftime. So 13 carries, 63 yards, and a touchdown against Michigan State. Prior to that, at Rutgers, 22 carries, 128, also had 80 yards receiving, put a one in the end zone on the ground. And then a month back, four weeks ago, 24 carries, 162, and a touchdown. So he's been on a little tear since he's come back. And I think that Ohio State knows this, right? They're not as confident in Kyle McCord right now as Ryan Day certainly was with Coldridge Stroud or Justin Fields before him, or even, of course, Dwayne Haskins uh, back when Day was the offensive coordinator. So I think what ultimately helped Michigan last year is if you look at the stats, Stroud was basically the same stats two years in a row. It was like 32 of 47 for 345 yards, 33 of 49 for 362 yards. But turnovers, and they just kind of let them do whatever they wanted inside the 20s and had bracket-style defense inside of the red zone. So I actually think knowing that last year that they were going to be a pass-heavy team and kind of started to weigh on Ryan Day, weigh on Ryan Day, helped Michigan contain this Ohio State offense because Michigan really wasn't worried about the run all that much. Outside of that, as a runner from uh, Henderson, I do think Michigan needs to not get burned by him in the passing game. He has been a really strong passer in his three years in Columbus. Uh, 13 catches in the last four games since his return from injury. And we all got to remember, right, a couple years ago as a true freshman, he had five catches for 54 yards and did score one of Ohio State's three touchdowns on a pass from Coldridge Stroud. Michigan's got to get the 2021 and 2022 offensive line vibes back. I think you can agree with me. If you're like me, I've watched every snap this team has played this season probably three to four times, and this is not the same offensive line. Um, I think Olu Olubatimu is really the guy that stirred the drink last year. 2021, there were some ups and downs, but man, by the end of that season, it was all coming together. So Michigan needs to be the more physical team, right? I think that's what's going to come down to. If you look at the quarterbacks, if you look at the wide receivers, every single position on this team, the secondary, the center, you can't really 
find a position group that one team has a wild advantage. I think Michigan's got the better quarterback. I think they still have a little bit better offensive line. The defensive lines are comparable. The linebackers are comparable. Michigan probably has a little bit better secondary. Uh, but Michigan doesn't have their head coach. Ohio State does. Maybe that's a, it's a detriment of them. But Michigan didn't win the last couple of years by getting cute. They didn't win the last couple of years by throwing the ball over the field or anything like that. They won it by not letting Ohio State put the ball in the end zone once they got in the red zone. And then, of course, they were the more physical team. Run it down their throat. Run it down their throat. All about who wanted it more. It's going to start up front. Uh, Sean Moore said today that he expects Ladarius Henderson back. Um, certainly said he expects Roman Wilson back as well. So Michigan should be full strength on the offensive side of the ball, at least for guys playing, although I think plenty of players, including J.J. McCarthy, are likely to be a little dinged up. One guy who's not dinged up, though, is going to be Blake Corum. He's as close to 100% as he has been since he went out the same prior week, the second-to-last game last year against Illinois. I put the number at 175. Michigan gets 175 yards rushing against Ohio State. They will win this game. I want to know what you guys think. Will Michigan have 175 yards rushing, pick more or less Go down in the comments. Let me know what you think for this one. More or less, 175 yards coming up rushing on Saturday. Also, I want to tell you about the app that I absolutely love that is all based on more or less, and that is Prize Picks, the easiest and fastest way to play daily fantasy sports. You just pick more or less on player stats, and you can go up to 25 times your money. Let's take a look at my picks for Monday Night Football. Just a few hours away, so got to get these picks in, but just basically how easy it is to play with prize picks. I let my guy, Jace Andrews, from the Chiefs Reporter Chat Sports, make some picks for me today. Isaiah Pacheco, I'm going more than 48 and a half yards rushing tonight against the Eagles. How about Sky Moore, the wide receiver for the Chiefs? More than 16 and a half yards receiving. And then the Kelsey Brothers combo. I don't know how a center or what offensive line, what position he play. How does he get a touchdown? But... Uh, the Kelsey's have been in the news a lot lately for this, that, the other, Taylor Swift, etc. I'm going more than a half touchdown combined for the Kelsey brothers. So it's clearly we're putting all of our uh, all of our money there on uh, you know one that uh, that Travis Kelsey is going to get in the end zone. That's how easy it is to play with Prize Picks. We risked ten bucks, get those three picks right there. I'm getting fifty dollars coming back in my pocket. And Prize Picks is the only app that has a reboot policy. So if any of those picks right there get injured in the first half, don't come back in the second half. My pick lives on and just back them out and continues to roll from there. Let's get $100 for you in a deposit match with Prize Picks by using promo code CLNS at prizepicks.com slash CLNS. By the way, prizepicks.com slash CLNS. One more time, promo code CLNS. The link is down in the comments and the description of today's Michigan football report. Get going with prize picks. Super fun, especially on a Monday night football. And hell, you can pick more or less for guys like Diamond Edwards and Blake Corum coming up Saturday against Ohio State. Let's take a look at the last two seasons. So Blake Corum's been on this team the last two seasons. So is Diamond Edwards, actually, funny enough. And Hassan Haskins was the, court, the running back in the 2021 season. But Blake Corum has not had a chance to play against Ohio State full strength since he's been a member of this Michigan football team. Take a look at what we did two years ago against Ohio State. 28 carries, 169, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 for Hassan Haskins was the touchdowns he scored. Last year, Michigan had like 15 yards rushing in the first half. It was Diamond Edwards, 180-some yards in the fourth quarter alone, and those two touchdowns, 75 yards, 85 yards. The Don that got the win, really sealed the win for Michigan. They were already up by a score when he put that first of those two in. But I want to talk also about Blake Corum. This could be the swan song of Blake Corum's career. 
Last year, two years ago in 2021, he was injured for a couple games going into the Ohio State game. Didn't really get much from him in the first half. But what was potentially one of the biggest plays of the game uh, in that one was when Blake Corum got the handoff, went right up the middle, and then cut down the right sideline. It didn't have the speed because he was a little hobbled to get all the way to the end zone. But that big run that he had, part of a six-carry, 87-yard day against Ohio State, was really one of the things I think got Michigan the momentum in the second half, got this team thinking they could get the victory. They knew what Hassan Haskins had. They knew what Ojabo and Hutchinson had. Blake Corum coming in, gave him a little bit extra spice. And I think Michigan's going to need that from Corum and also Diamond Edwards. They have not had both these players really at top billing in a game. I mean, frankly, for me, it's last year's Penn State game when you saw both of them a top focus in the playbook uh, and executing on all cylinders there at the running attack. I thought it was going to be the best running back combo in college football history this year for these two. Hasn't lived up to the billing. Michigan had 252 yards rushing last year. What did the numbers say? They had 200 and what against that? 297. So 250 plus in back-to-back years. I'm just putting the number at 175. I think if they get that, everything else is icing. And they'll have worn down Ohio State by whenever they get that 175 number. And boom, just keep running it, running it, running it. Toughness, in my opinion, is going to win this game. But it's not the only thing that's going to win this game. Michigan needs to do a better job of passing the ball in the red zone. Ohio State has not done a good job passing the ball in the red zone, but really neither team has, right? Buckeyes have had 47 trips in the red zone this year, 16 touchdown passes. Okay, one every three times. Well, Michigan's actually worse. Now, Michigan scored and have a higher percentage of touchdowns overall. That's due to the 27 rushing touchdowns they've got. But 12 of 52 times Michigan has been in the red zone, they have thrown a touchdown pass. That's just not going to cut it against a team like Ohio State, where if you know we're inside the 10-yard line, Ohio State can sell out to stop the run. It didn't work a couple years ago with Hassan Haskins, but to me, this is a much stronger Ohio State defense than Michigan's seen the past two seasons. They're going to have to throw the ball in the end zone, not get an interception like J.J. McCarthy did in his really one of his only passes in the red zone this past weekend. We'll see how it shakes out. Talk more about this in just one moment. But did want to tell you about the programming schedule. We're going to have two videos. Pretty much every day, maybe not every day, maybe not, maybe not Thursday or Friday. We're going to have two for you today on Monday. Likely have two for you Tuesday. We'll be live Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. And then the Michigan versus Ohio State post game. I don't know. I might go live for this one. We'll see. I think I'm too superstitious, but make sure you guys subscribe. Wall-to-wall coverage. Join us live Tuesday night. Ohio State, Michigan football preview, mega show, and college football playoff top 25 rankings revealed. Michigan just can't stray away from the defense that they ran the last two seasons. I think conventional wisdom says, what's well, a different team for Ohio State? we got to have a different defense. If you think, like I led with the show a little bit, when they knew that Stroud was going to throw basically two every three times Ohio State snapped the ball, and it got worse, it got a higher percentage the further the game went on, Michigan could drop back where they had three or four players rushing the quarterback, certainly help when you have guys like David Ajabo and Aiden Hutchinson like they did two years ago. Not that level of talent, I don't think, on the outside right now. But you could drop back. You could have three safeties basically bracketing every single passing window that Stroud had and also not give up the deep pass uh, over the top. The only major deep pass Ohio State has played in the last couple of years is when they had a miscommunication last year, second quarter. They went over the top and down the right sideline to Marvin Harrison Jr., Bend, but don't break. Don't let Travion Henderson break off an 80-yard run because you're trying to press the wide receivers and double cover them on the outside. But also, don't let those wide receivers on the outside or a over the middle get one-on-one coverage against a guy who cannot cover them. 
and then all of a sudden they take one 50, 60 yards to the house multiple times, like Ohio State, frankly, did all the time when Urban Meyer was their coach. So even though it's a different quarterback, even though he's not passing at the level that they have the last two years, I don't think Michigan's defense needs to change at all. It really, for me, starts off with forcing them to pass, which maybe goes counterintuitive to uh, you know what you think that this team would do. Let me know what you guys think on this question. How confident are you in beating Ohio State again? Scale 1 to 100. 1, not very confident at all. 100, you're confident. Brett, what's your confidence level? Brett's giving it a 50 confidence level on that. My confidence level is 100. Michigan is going to win this game. I have absolutely no doubt about it. Let me know yours. Scale of 1 to 100. I am at 100. Beat Ohio State again. Don't let Kyle McCord throw the ball in the end zone and get completions. To Marvin Harrison Jr., Cade Stover, anybody else like that. This is the biggest area that Ohio State fans will tell you they have as a team underperformed this year is when they get in the red zone, it's not much different than Michigan. But Kyle McCord really can't throw the ball into the end zone at the same level that C.J. Stroud did, right? He doesn't have the accuracy over the top in the corner on those loft passes uh, and you know drop it in one foot right before the pylon like Stroud did with some pretty good, damn good accuracy when Mike Sano still wasn't catching up, batting it down with his left hand like he did in the game last year. Um, and he's made some mistakes, right? A couple interceptions in the red zone, et cetera, et cetera. If Ohio State gets in the red zone, my, when they get, they're going to, okay? My opinion, if I was calling the defense, is I would put two players or one player and someone else like bracketing and, and, uh, and you know, shadowing on Marvin Harrison Jr. I'd make sure that is taken away because McCord, Harrison Jr., high school teammates, he is going to look to him first. Make sure that's not available. Make him panic, et cetera. And sell out a little bit to stop the run. Because if you for, if, if you focus on those two things, sell, stop the run with the front seven, bracket Marvin Harrison Jr., then Kyle McCord, if he hands the ball off, boom, they're not going to get very much, two, three yards. And then if you have to make him go to a second or third receiver, 41% in the red zone completion, I like Michigan's chances with that. Michigan, though, has got to play to win in this game. One of the things that every Michigan fan will tell you last two weeks, doesn't seem like Sean Moore is playing to win. You could also almost say he's playing not to lose. Okay, it was the right strategy. It worked. They got the win against Penn State, 32 straight ones, runs. But that wasn't the Michigan offense or the Michigan approach that we've seen these last three seasons. And this past week, I think that he didn't have a lot of confidence with J.J. McCarthy, especially after that interception to end the first half. The last two years, Michigan has absolutely Played to win. The thing about Kalel Mullings, right? Hand after Mullings, third and one, jump pass. He's going to do a jump pass. Will we see a play like that? Will we see a, uh, a red zone end around, reverse, like we saw who was A.J. Henning scored the first touchdown in 2021? What are those plays going to look like? Will you trust a third string at the time, Colson Loveland tight end, on your first possession after halftime to go deep after, after orbit motion behind you, step up in the pocket, hit him downfield? Those are the kind of plays that Jim Harbaugh was confident enough to dial up against Ohio State that got them the last two wins. We'll see if Sharon Moore has it coming up on Saturday. Ask you guys this question. Where are you watching this game from? It's at Michigan Stadium. I'm a season ticket holder, but I'm not going to the game. I actually think that uh, I'm going to prefer watching it here with you guys. Watch it, be able to do the fastest post-game show in college football. Let me know where you're watching from. Couch, the bar, a friend's house, or family, I guess, right there. You could do friends or family for that one. Or Michigan Stadium. So give me a C. That's your couch, by the way, if you're doing that. A C, a B, an F, or an M. Let me know where you'll be watching. I'm going with C. It'll be first half at home, most likely. Second half here in the Chats Sports Studio. 
Got to play to win, though. I don't know if it's the best idea that Sharon Moore is the head coach. I understand that he is the guy that's probably handpicked to be the next head coach should Jim Harbaugh leave the program either in a couple weeks from now or you know, in a couple years from now. Sharon Moore is being lined up right there. But if you've noticed, J.J. McCarthy's three worst games this year, Bowling Green, Penn State, Maryland. What do those three games have in common? I'll tell you what, his offensive coordinator was also pulling head coaching duties, and that's Sharon Moore. I'm not saying they're exactly correlated, but it is a troubling pattern. It's a lot to take on from someone who's never been a head coach like Sharon Moore has. I think it should have been Mike Hart, right, the wide receivers coach, kind of a you know, very uh, astute assistant to Jim Harbaugh, maybe Jay Harbaugh, who don't have as much play-by-play responsibility but Jerome Moore, if you're the guy taking everything you can from Jim Harbaugh, play to win and maybe lean on a guy like Kirk Campbell a little bit more when it comes to making play calls on a down-by-down uh, -down and play-by-play -play situation. There's number four. Number five, right? My number five thing to watch this game that Michigan needs to do to beat Ohio State is the big house has got to bring it. 2021 was such an electric atmosphere. Now, I want to rewind back two years prior to that. In the 2019 season, although Ohio State was a juggernaut that year, ultimately lost to Clemson in the college football playoff, they were favored by you know double digits at Michigan Stadium. That was a game that I walked into the stadium, and I'm like, well, I was super confident until I walked in, but I have no confidence right now because it seemed like the players were going through the motions, the fans were going through the motions. This is what we need on Saturday. We need an environment unlike we've never seen in the history of college football, in the history of Michigan Stadium. Absolutely batshit crazy, screaming at the top of your lungs from the time the ball is snapped for the first, you know, for the first kickoff till the last play is made and Michigan wins their third straight against Ohio State. But don't take my word for it, right? That atmosphere in 2021, Joel Klatt called the game. First off, that scene was incredible. He said this on the Colin Cowherd scene a week or so after the 2021 game. The best environment I've never been to in any sport, any level. Absolutely great. The crowd was phenomenal. The snow added to it. Obviously, they did exactly what they needed to do. I mean, you could feel it from watching on TV. The people were there. I mean, you can feel that excitement. It's a little different. Michigan's favored this year. This is an eight-year drought that stopped, but I don't think it should change anything. In my opinion, this can and should be the most anticipated game in Michigan football history with all the things that have gone on the last four weeks. The fact that you feel truly that you have a chance to win the national championship to get three straight against Ohio State. I just want to remind you, last time Michigan won three against Ohio State in a row was the end of that season. 1997 after winning in 95-96 against teams that were ranked for Ohio State number two both times. Seems familiar? 2021 number two, 2023 number two. Beat Ohio State again as the favorite, just like you were in 1997, at home, just like 97. And I will say this, as someone who was at that 1997 Michigan-Ohio State game, it was off the wall electric, the maze pom-poms. If you're going to the stadium, bring that action, and Michigan will beat Ohio State again. I want to thank the real ones. If you watched to the end of the video, you are a real one. Let me know. Comment both. So you can also comment real one down there. Whatever you want to, but you're a real one. Certainly appreciate it. You're bringing it just like we expect Michigan to do on the field coming up noon Saturday on Fox. Big noon kickoff. We'll be live 6.30 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. Make sure you subscribe. So I'll see you guys then. Go Blue.